The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara, Moed Katan, Daf Tedvav. Today's Daf is being studied by Eidun Shmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenichenu Began Eden. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Yudalid Amud Sheni, and we start. On the bottom, two lines. And the Gemara begins, Avel Asur Betasporet. Somebody that is Avelut, the Gemara says, it's forbidden for him to cut his hair. How do we know? Midika'amar lihura hamana libne Aharon. Of the fact that Akadosh Baruch Hu told, Bene Aharon, Rashechem al Tifra'u. This was after their brothers had passed away, Nadav Avihu, and Normally they should have fell into Avelut, but God tells them, no, Rashechem al which means do not let your hair grow. Which means he was telling them clearly that they are allowed to cut their hair. So the Gemara says, Michlal al Masur. It's that only Bnei Aharon, they didn't have the laws of Avelut on them, but because they were involved in Simha. Why were they involved in Simha? Because that was the inauguration of the Mishkan. And therefore, since there was a Simhat Hanukkah Mishkan, so that overrides the Avelut of Bnei Aharon. However, Mashma, only you, but everybody else, when it comes to the Avelut, you have to let your hair grow. Because it's going to be a sur. Uh, look at that she in the bottom. Al-Tifra'u, Gidul Se'ar. Right? That means, do not let your hair grow. Tifra'u is to let your hair grow. The fact that you need a pasuk to allow them to cut their hair, that means everybody else is asur. It's interesting just to note that Stamadiyuk, uh, when it says, Aaron. But we refer to Kadosh Baruch Hu as Rahamana. There's many ways we refer to a Kadosh Baruch Hu. And the explanation might be that even though it was a time of Abelut, and even though it was a time of Tsar, even though Nadab Avihu just died, but still nobody should think that Kadosh Baruch Hu was still acting in a way of Rahamana, in Rahmanut. We don't understand the ways of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, but even in a time of Avelut, there's Rahamana. It's the mercy of a Kadosh Baruch Hu at work. Comes the Gemara and says, Minudin um tzura'in. When it comes to a minudeh, that somebody that is placed into nidui, as we explained, either he's put into nidui because he disrespected the Tamil Hakam, or let's say Betin puts a person in nidui because he does not listen to their ruling. Um tzura'in, we know somebody that comes down with leprosy. Uh, not, there's a, not that there's any connection between a minudeh and a mitzorah. Now she says that it just puts these two together because it's going to answer uh, both questions together, so it punches them together. Mahu and betasporet. What's the law regarding them taking haircuts? So comes the uh, Rashi on the bottom and says mitzorahin afagav dechtiv berosho ye parua, which is what's the question of the Gemara? By a mitzorah, clearly the pasuk says that they have to let their hair grow. So what's the heck of the Gemara answer your question? Can a mitzorah take a haircut? Go open up the pasuk and clearly it says, So that she says, Could be the word parua doesn't mean letting hair grow. As we're going to see later on in the Gemara, the word parua could be referred to something else. So according to that shita that learns parua, 
for something else. So they want to know what's the love of Mitzorah Gabeh leaving his hair growing. Is he allowed to take a haircut or not? So Tashema Minudin Umsurain Asurin Lesaper Ulkabes. We have a clear statement. Clearly, it's a suit for him to take haircuts and wash or launder his clothes. That's a beferush uh, statement. Now, the end of this b'raita says the following. Let's say somebody died in the nidui. Wow. As a sign to show that this person was binidui, they have to stone his coffin after he passes away. Not that they have to put a uh, pile of stones on his coffin like they did to Akan. Who was Akan? Akan was the one that took from the spoils of war. When Yeshua went out to war, he told them nobody's allowed to take any of the spoils. Well, Akan went and he did not listen to that uh, decree and he took. And therefore, Akan was a minudeh. And when he died, it says they put a big uh, monument of stones on his kibbutz to show that he was the one that was Mu'il Baharim. He was the one that took the spoils. So they're saying, when the regular person has been doing dies, you don't have to go to the extreme like they did in the times of Akhan to put a, a monument of stones over his kibbutz. It's enough to show by putting one uh, stone. Like the kibbutz says, They just put one big stone. One is uh, coffin. Why? Lam mitchat to teach you shechol lam mitnadeh umet benedduyo bedin soklin et aronod. The bedin is actually soker uh, puts the stones on the coffin itself. And you might ask, what is the what is the purpose of putting that stone actually on the aron? So he says over here from the ritba kedel lebazoto. In order to shame him. Because he was mezazel with the respect of Tabidi Hakamim. And therefore, they do such a, uh, such a thing uh, to, that, uh, to that person. Comes again when I continues. Avel ba'atifat harosh. An avel, a mourner, is obligated to cover his head. Atifat tarosh would mean they would take a, like a talet or a certain garment, they would cover that, it would go all the way down, covering their face. Atifat tarosh. Today, this practice is not nahug during avelut, but in the olden days this was a practice. So the Gemara wants to know, how do you know that avel is hayab ba'atifat tarosh? That has to cover his head. So the Gemara says, midakamar le rahmanal yechezkel. And the fact that a Kadosh Baruch Hu told the Prophet Yehazkel, Velo al Safam. Now let's get the story of Yehazkel clear. Yehazkel lived at the time of the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash. And a Kadosh Baruch Hu told Yehazkel that his wife is going to die. But he is not going to be noheg, the normal laws of Avelut. And that's going to be a symbolism to Am Yisrael. That there's going to be so much carnage and death at the time of the Hurban that they're not going to be able to mourn their lost ones. And that was symbolized by Yehazkel losing his wife and not following the laws of Avelut. So this person is very significant. Because Hashem tells Yehazkel 
That even though your wife is going, don't do this and don't do that. So from there we learn what a normal Avel is supposed to do. So one of the things Borealam tells you scale is, do not cover Safam, your, literally your lip, which is above your, uh, under your nose, above your lip, right? That area is called Safam, where a person grows his mustache, exactly. Do not cover it. What does that mean? that everybody else, who is Avel, has to cover their, cover their face. So comes Gibran says, What about a minude? Not an Avel, but it's been Nidui. Is he obligated also? Amar of Yosef Tashema. Remember, we learned the Masikat Ta'anit that after the series of fasts, 13 fasts that they would fast as a result of the drought, so what would happen? After the 13th fast, the Gemara says that they just continue to wait for the rain to come. But in the interim, mm-hmm. that the community has to sit, which means with their head covered, like a minudeh, like somebody that is excommunicated, and like somebody that's in mourning, until the heaven has mercy on them. So what do you see? That indeed a minudeh also has his head covered. So Abayah says, no, who told you? Dilma Maybe in this case over here, the nidui is an excommunication work of the Baruch himself. Because it's from the fact that there's no rains. So maybe over there, Minudel Hashem is more severe. And that's why the restriction against, uh, you, have to, you have to cover your face, or cover your head over there, because Minudel Hashem But maybe a Minudel Beriot, meaning when Betin puts a person in Hedim, maybe it's not so severe. So we have no proof from the case of the rains, that did not come, that the Pasuk says they're Minudin. And how does that Nidui manifest? By having them cover their face, you have no idea, because that's a minudela shamayim. That's God put them in excommunication. So therefore, could be over there. You have to act in a more strict manner. We're talking about a case where Betty put somebody in nidui. How do you know that case? So we have no proof. As she says, minudela shamayim kiani shane dehamidi ulaki snikati vatarosh valachayim enam snikati vatarosh. Mitzorah. We go to the next case. A mitzorah. Which means, a mitzvah, somebody has leprosy. What's the deal with the atifat rosh? Which means, by a mitzvah, it says, and on their safam, right, by their mustache, yate. Yate means they'll cover it. Mikhlal, shehayab atifat rosh, shma' minna. So, for al safam, yate, we don't have to cover themselves. Good. So the Avel covers himself. The Minudeh, we're misupak, we don't know. At the Mitzorah, we have a clear, uh, we have a clear Pasuk. Now you might ask a question. If it's a clear Pasuk, so what do you need to give a lot to ask such a question for? Because it's obvious. So there is a style that Rishonim say that sometimes the Gemara will follow a certain pattern, even though it's obvious. Because the style of this Gemara is, we're going to ask, what's the law of Avil? What's the law of a Minudeh? What's the law of a Mitzorah? We're going to go through all the different habits that apply. So therefore, even though certain things are obvious from Pesukim, to keep the system of the Gemara to ask by each case, so the Gemara follows that pattern, even though some of these are going to be obvious, because they're based on 
clear pesukim that are written in the Torah. <coughs> the next question. Avel asur lehaniyah tefillin. A mourner is forbidden to wear tefillin. Now where do we know this from? Again, back to that story of Yehazkel. Your glory will be worn on you. What's the glory? The Gemara says in a different place that the pe'er is the tefillin. And the Pasuk says by the Navi, Lasim pe'er tahat efer. Which means by the mourners the custom was, instead of putting the tefillin on the first day of the Avelut, they would put ashes they would put ashes in the place of the tefillin. So the Prophet, God tells you, that no, even though you're mourning, the pear is on you. Where your tefillin? Mikhlal implying the kudal ma'asur. Now we see for everybody else is going to be asur. Now of course, that when we say ave, we only mean the first day. We don't mean all the seven days, as we learned from the Tosafot, the previous daf, that the avilut midoraita really is only one day. The rest of the days are only midrabanan. On the first day of avilut, there is no tefillin. Menude ma'ubet tefillin tiku. The Gabbara leaves that off for a tiku. Where fill the Nabi. Mitzorah, ma'ubet tefillin. Tashema, vehatsarua. We learned this Dirashan yesterday's doubt. What does the Hatsarua teach me? Lerabot Kohen Gadol. That teaches me that even a Kohen Gadol can be subject to the laws of Tzara'at. Because that word is extra. What is it? The Pasuk before that tells me we're talking about Hatsarua Mitzorah. What is this Pasuk going to say? Vehatsarua. That's coming to include that not only a regular person can become a Mitzorah, but even a Kohen Gadol can become a Mitzorah. Now what does it say? Begadav yuhu firumim. The Mitzorah is clothes have to be firumim. What is firumim? Shiyehu mikura'in. That means he has to rip his garments. Verosho ye parua. And his hair has to be parua. What does parua mean? En piri'ah ela gidul se'ar. But he has to let his hair grow. Devrer piri'ah Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, Ne'emra havaya berosh. It says the word yihiyeh by rosh, right? Verosho yihiyeh parua, that's havaya. Havaya is yihiyeh. It says the word yihiyeh by rosh. Ne'emra havaya bebeged. And it says, Ubgadav yihiyu perumim. Oh, so we see that yihiyeh, yihiyu, we have a connection now between the hair and the clothing. Just like when we talk about the beged, the clothes, it's referred to something that's external from his body, which means, are the clothes his body? No, the clothes are external from his body. And what's the Torah telling you? The thing that's external from your body, you must rip. So too, when it's talking about the hair that says, it's not referring to the hair itself. It's referring to something that's external from the hair. Meaning, my love at the filin. Which is, parua means uncovered. How do you keep your head uncovered? You take off the tefillin shalosh. And where are they learning this from? Well, maybe it means parua means to let your hair grow. No. Because if you're saying that, it means you're talking about the hair itself. And we want to make a connection between the hair and the clothes. Just like the clothes is outside from the body, so do the hair, with the law of the hair must be doing something external from the hair. So parua means uncovered. Ah, oh, so what does that mean? Take off the tefillin. So we have a proof that what? 
that a mitzorah is asur betfilin. Now, uh, you might ask, where do you see the word upara means uncovered? So if you remember by the law of a sota, it says ufara rosha isha. The lady that's a sota that comes to bed to make that. That doesn't mean that the lady's hair must grow. Ufara means you uncover it. What does it mean you uncover it? And if she's wearing a hat, for example, you have to take off the hat. If she's wearing a, a head covering, you have to uncover it. So the same thing over here. When it says, Rosho ye parua, it means something that's kutz legufo. What's kutz legufo? It's tefillin. Take off the tefillin off the mitzvah's head. Amar papa, lo, no. Achumta v'sudra. Chumta is his hat, and sudar is his handkerchief, which means kerchief. They used to wear in the olden days, kumta, uh, a turban or a hat, or uh, like a kerchief over their heads. Even the men, like a sudara was called. It was a sign of Tamid uh, Akamim. So that's what it means. Upara, not yet tefillin. Really, I'll tell you that the Mitzvah has to continue wearing his tefillin. What does it mean he has to take off? They take off his hat and his uh, sudar. Uh, so you can ask a question. What do you mean? We just learned earlier that a Mitzvah has to cover his head. You have to cover yourself, uh, you know, up to your nose. Now you're telling me that you take off the kumtav uh, sudra. So Tosfot asked this question. Look at the second Tosfot. Ma'u ba'atifat arosh, amar av Yosef tashema, ve'lo nir'eh lo dvera papa, demuki rosho yeparo akumtav sudra. Which means Tosfot is a You have to say that the opinion that holds, that he does cover his head, does not hold up this dirashav papa. That says what? That is talking about kumta v'sudra. So because that we have a mahlok and exactly the gabed, both cannot simultaneously be true. You can't say that he covers his head and you tell me you have to take off his hat and his sudar. But those both said, yeah, this is a mahlok amongst the uh, rabbis themselves. Comes the Gemara continues. Avel asur b'she'elat shalom. Oh, a mourner is not allowed to greet people by telling them shalom. The Kamal de Rahmana Yahaskin, right? Back to the story of Yahaskin. Ha'anek Dom. What does this mean, the words Ha'anek Dom? Grieve and be silent. Which means what? Be silent from what? Do not greet people and tell them Shalom. That's the way the Gemara is understanding. This silence, implying that what? You uh, have to fulfill this law. Now, the question is what do you mean? I thought you told me till now that whatever Yahaskel does, that means everybody else does the opposite. Now you're telling me over here, Anekdom means you have to follow Avelut. <laughs> so now already it gets confusing. Because how are you supposed to know which ones he kept and which ones he didn't keep? So Tosafot right away comes along and says, Asur Mish'elat Shalom, the Kamal Rahman Ali Haskar Anekdom, Temash Ma Shitika Mish'elat Shalom. Good. And we learn later on also, the God was telling the Prophet Yahuskil that he, could stay, he cannot learn. He has to be silent also from the study of Torah. Now, she has to Which means, Tosfos telling you, well, his Avelut, he had to have some Avelut. So the Gabbara is telling you that the Haskil's minimal avilut that he did have was she'elat shalom that he was not allowed to ask and learning to it as well. The only question is how did the Gabbara know that this one is Hanek uh, Dom is a halakha that he has to follow. So if you look at the uh, Pasuk, the Pasuk says like this, 
That's how the Pasuk starts. Which means, grieve and be silent. Then the Pasuk says, Do not follow the laws of evil. Ha'anegdom is written before God tells them that evil lo ta'aseh. So therefore they learn from the ha'anegdom that until that point where God says lo ta'aseh, must be talking about that he has to follow the avilut. And what is that referring to? Obviously, being silent. How do you be silent? Which laws in avilut refer to silence? Must be, do not learn Torah. And she'elat shalom. Now regarding she'elat shalom, the post can discuss what about saying hello, what about saying good morning. Is that considered she'elat shalom? You want to quote the halakha? They're very strict in the sense only shalom. All other greetings um, that are uh, said are not included in she'elat shalom. It seems the word shalom specifically was what the uh, Gemara is saying is asur. Menudeh. Okay, now we go back to the menudeh. Ma'u b'she'elat shalom. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Tashema. U'b'she'elat shalom she'ben adam l'chavero. Kibne adam enuzufim l'makom. Back to Masechet Ta'anit. It says, after the 13 fasts were over, now he says, the people have to sit. And what? They're not allowed to say shalom to each other. Like mourners, and like those that are in Nizuf. Those are minudim. So what do you see? A minudeh obviously cannot say shalom. So the verse, Amalei Abaye, Dilma minudeh l'shamayim, Sha'aneh t'chamir. Same answer. Maybe in that case, they were minudim l'shamayim. And therefore, when a person minudeh l'shamayim, that type of nidu is worse. It's more stringent. And therefore, you cannot say she'elat shalom. So again, there's a question mark on nidui b'she'elat shalom. The Gemara does not resolve it. Metzorah. Ma'o b'she'elat shalom, Tashemah, Be'al safam ya'teh. Shiyehu seftota medubakot zu bazu, which means their lips. <laughs> cover their lips. When you cover somebody's lips, they're sealed. Shiyekimnudevechavel. It should be like a menude and a avel. Ve'asur b'sheilat shalom shmak mina. So you see, over here, ve'asafam yate teaches us what that the mitzorah he covers his lips. Ah, see, so therefore, why it looks so sealed? So you can ask me a question. I thought we learned already with Safami is that he has to cover his face. Now you're using Safami to teach me that his lips are sealed and he cannot say Shalom. So Tosfot asked that question. Maybe you can say both of Mashma from the Pasuk, which means sometimes you can have one word that's Mashma both things, which means it's automatic. Once I'm telling you, you're covering your face, so you can't talk. Your lips are sealed automatically. Your lips are covered. How are you going to say Shalom? You have a, you have, you have, you have a, a, a Sudar over your head. In a mem, medichtiv safam, velokitiv safa. If it wanted to tell us that you just cover yourself by the mustache, you have to cover your face down to the mustache, it could have about safa. Safam is plural. So for the fact that it's Safam, it must be teaching me what? Two Hadushim. Now number one, the covering your, your upper lip. And number two, that what? The lips have to be, Safam is plural. That means both lips. So therefore, it's teaching me what? That both lips have to be sealed, meaning there's no Shailat Shoshwap Now if you look at this statement over here, oh, the Gemara said that the Mitzorah will be like a minudeh. Oh. So now we just had a question, is a minudeh obligated in the law of she'elat shalom? So now, salve it from here. Because it says, kim nudeh. 
So the Gemara says, "Benefshot mine lemenude." Why don't you solve from that Brayta's language? Solve the law of menude. Amar Abahabat ben Chas b'Shemid Rav Yosef, mi ketanis she asur sheyehekim nude bechavel, which means, does it say over there that the mitzvah is asur that he'll be exactly like a menude nabel? Ketani, does it say that? Bemidi acharanaita, which means it's talking about it'll be like a menude nabel in other things, which means we're not comparing the sheilat shalom to menude nabel. We're saying in other things a mitzvah is like a menude nabel. shalom. But what is also the mitzvah asur b'sheilat shalom, which means when the brayta over there said that the mitzvah is similar to a menude nabel, was not talking about the sheilat shalom law. In other things, like we proved already, the menudeh and the avel and the mitzvah have things in common. But also the she'elat shalom, that they have not in common. So certain things they have in common, and not in common. So we have no proof when the Braita compared the mitzvah kimnudeh v'ka'avel, it was the gabeh devarim achirim. But not the gabeh she'elat shalom. Now we go to the next case. Avel asub the Torah. A mourner is not allowed to study Torah. <laughs> Now, right? So the dom of it we said is be silent. What do you mean be silent? Which means you cannot study. <coughs> what about a minude? Amar of Yosef Tashema. Minude shone. Now we can learn Torah. He can teach Torah. Shone veshoninlo, and they can teach him. Niskar, he's able to hire himself out to work. And people can hire themselves out to work for him. Muhram, oh, that's a higher level. Somebody that went through already Nidui for let's say 30 days, and then another 30 days, and he still is in his uh, rebellious state, he didn't make the Shuvah, then they hire the degree of his Nidui, and that turns into a Hirim. That's a more severe degree. Like we see now, Muhram. Thirty days after the nidui, which means you have a nidui, which is for thirty days. Then you have another thirty days, and then if he still doesn't make the shuvah, they put him in a harem. Regarding the muhram, lo shone ve lo shonim lo, he cannot teach. No, they can teach. They cannot teach him. Ve don iskar ve don iskarim lo. Nor can he work for somebody or somebody work for him. So bottom line, a minudeh can learn Torah. A muhram, not. Avel, shone, aval, sorry. Aval, shonehu le'atzmo. Forgive me. A muhram can learn by himself. He just can't teach Torah. But he can learn by himself. Shelo yafsik et talmudo. So we don't want him to stop learning. He's got to continue learning. Ve'oselo chanut ketana. Ve'shu patasato. And even though he can really not have to transact, but he can make a little store just to make enough panasas so it can exist. The Rab, Rab gives an example. Zibune Maya. He could sell water in a place called Pikta Darbut. Which is what the Rab's coming to add over here is. And that which we let him sell is simple things. We don't let him now become, uh, you know, selling all different type of items. He can go sell basic necessities of people like water, which is a simple business, uh, in a small, modest uh, area. Shema' minna, proof positive that what a minudeh and a muhram can study Torah. Comes the Gemara continues. Mitzorah. Ma'u bedivre Torah. Okay, can a mitzorah study divre Torah? Tashima. 
Vodavtam lebanecha vodavtebanecha So you have to teach your children and your grandchildren Yom asher amata lefnei Hashem elohecha bechorim You have to teach them the things that were taught on the day that you stood in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Har Sinai so it says, Ma lehalan beema umir abedet etubziya. Just like when we received the Torah on Har Sinai, it was with, with fear. Beret etubziya, it's trepidation. So to what? Mikan amru that what? Whenever a person learns Torah, he has to learn also with the fear and the trepidation. Mikan amru hazabin. That's a man or a lady that has a flow of tumah coming from their bodies. Vabitsurahim. That's a mitsurah. Ubale nidot. Somebody that has relations with the nida, which also is tum'ah, mutarim nekrot b'torah u'benibiim u'beketubim. They can study Tanakh, v'neshtot b'medrash, they can read the medrash, u'beshas, u'b'alachot, u'b'agadot. Why? Because these people over here, even though they're tameh, the tum'ah doesn't come from kalut rosh. It doesn't come from lightheadedness. The Torah is telling you, you have to study the Torah with fear and trepidation. So a guy who's Tameh, okay, so he got Tameh. But it doesn't mean that he's light, there was lightheadedness. As opposed to what? That had a seminal discharge. He's a suit to study Torah on that stage. Stage, why? Because, how does a person become a Baal Keri? Which means a person that had Baal Keri was, uh, was, was with lightheadedness. It's something that he brought upon himself. In a way of uh, lack of fear. <coughs> and therefore you can only study Torah where there's Imavira. So according to this Gemara, Gemara is telling you that Baal Kiri, we have to go to the Mikveh before he studies Torah. Oh, so you ask me, Ba'alinida? Ba'alinida is Baal Kiri. That's Tosfot's question. So Tosfot answers, we're talking about where the Ba'alinida went to the Mikveh for the Kiri. But he took it to the Ba'alinida, he starts the Tumah seven days. And the Hadush is that if he goes to the Mikveh, even though he starts the Tumah Bore Nida on him, he's allowed to learn Torah. Because by the Tumah Bore Nida is not the Kalut Rosh item. The Keri is the Kalut Rosh item. Oh, so therefore, Shmami now, what do we see? That a Mitzurah can learn Torah. Because the Mitzurah is not Kalut Rosh. And therefore, Mitzurah can study. And we go to the next one. Avel Asur Betachboset. Okay, Avel is forbidden to Tachboset to learn his clothes. Now, in order to understand the proof of it, we have to just review a story in the Tanakh very quickly. The story is that when Avshalom, the son of David, killed uh, David's son Amnon. As a result, Avshalom was exiled. Now, Yoav wanted to make peace between David and Avshalom. So Yoav sent a lady, Isha Hachama, and she went and dressed up like a mourner. And she gave David Amelech a story, which was really a mashal. And basically, the way David Amelech was going to answer her, she was going to tell David, well, that's the same thing with your son, Avshalom. So it was a setup to get David to make peace with his son. So it says, Yoav sent to the city of Tekoah. The David tells that was a place where there was a lot of olive oil. And the people that live in Tekoah were very smart. Because the Gebarah says in another place that if you eat olive oil, it brings chokmah. So Yidavka went to Tekoah to get Isha HaKamah. Vayikap Misham Isha HaKamah. Vayomer Eliyah Hitabelina. Act like you're in mourning. Vilibshina Bigdeh Abel. Right? Wear mourner's clothes. Ve'al Tasuchi Shemim. 
Do not anoint yourself with oil. Ve'ayit ki isha ze yamim rabim mitabelet almet. And you'll look like somebody that for many days is mitabelet almet. So the fact that he told her to wear bigdeh avel. What's bigdeh avel? Bigdeh avel means clothes of the avel. Must be they have separate clothes. What's the special clothes of the avel? They're not laundered. And therefore you see that what? An avel cannot have laundered clothes. Minudin mahin Now go to the next case. What about a minudeh or mitzora? Tashemaha minudim umtsuraim asurim lesaper ulchabes shmar minna. So very clear, Brayta. Tawat a minudeh and a mitzora. It's a sufram lesaper ulchabes. Correct. There's a whole question in Tosafot. They gave me the word Nesapir. Because we had a question above. The first question that I was a minudin and mitzvah nekabit tasapot. I come to Gabbana and just bring this blight uh, over here. So that's why Tosafot did not have this whole, uh, did not have this girsa over here of uh, of Nesapir. Because otherwise you could have used this blight to answer the question that we said above. Okay. Shema minna, but what? Kibbutz definitely is a sfur. Avil. Hayab bekriah, and we got the laws of ripping his garments. And Avil is Hayab to rip his garments. The Kamalu Rachmanah Bnei Aharon. After Nadav Avihu died, where did the Kadosh Baruch Hu tell Bnei Aharon, "Lo tefromu, do not rip your clothes." Michlal dekul alma mechayeb. Much for everybody else, has to rip their clothes. Why was Aharon's children exempt? Because again, the Simcha of the Mishkan at Hanukkah the Mishkan, which was Dochei their Avilut. Menude ma'u bekriah tiku. Okay, Minudeh, we don't know if he has to rip his clothes. Mitzorah ma'o bekriyat, Hashema. Begadav yu ferumim. Shiyu mekurra'im shvamina. Even though it's a beferush pasuk, the Gemara wants to keep the style of asking Abel, Minudeh, Mitzorah. Abel, chayab bekriyat amita. That is a law that's not applicable today. We'll see why, but the law in the olden days was that in Abel, he has to turn over his bed. You have a bed. They would turn it over upside down. You cannot sleep on such a bed. T- even the ones that they weren't sleeping on. All the beds in the house, they would just turn them over. Because we have a statement. It's almost as if the Kadosh Baruch Hu tells the people, I put my image into you. Everybody's created what's called Betselim Elohim. So God says, I put my image into you. And because of your sins, you caused me to take the neshama away. And what happens when a person's neshama goes away? The body starts to decompose. And therefore you cause the beautiful tzedem elokim that was in the person to be turned over. So therefore, kefu aleha. Therefore, as a symbol, turn your beds over. The one that turns the tzedem elokim over because of his sins. So turning the beds over as well. So comes the... Comes the Gemara and says, "Menudeh o Metzora ma'u hem b'kfiyat amita tiku." Now, what would the Hava mean? Abit the why Metzora menudeh has to turn their beds over? Because again, their sins cause them to be in the situation that they're in. They're in the opposite of a normal state. A person walking around Metzora on it's not the normal state of a human being. Or a person menudeh, he's in uh, excommunicate. That's not the normal state. So you cause yourself through your sins to be in the opposite state of a normal human being. So maybe turn over your beds to show the you are You turned over. You turned over the normal way of life. Gemara says tiku. 
Leave it to the Avonavi. Avel asur ba'asiyat melacha. Avel is asur to work. Dekhtiv va'afakhti haggechem le'evil. God says, I'm going to turn your holidays, but minan, into days of mourning. Ma hag asur b'melacha, af avel asur b'melacha. So the fact that it compares the mourner to the holidays, just like on a holiday you cannot work, so to the avil is not allowed to work. Menudeh ma'u ba'asiyat melacha. What about a menudeh? Can he work? Amar of Yosef, tashema. Kesheamru asur ba'asiyat melacha. Which means that which we learned in Masichet Ta'anit. Well, let's say they fasted the 13 fasts. Right? And they weren't answered. So we said, then already the people have to stop working. As a sign of uh, you know, mourning that they weren't answered, they have to stop working. So the Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Yosef, that which we said they stopped working, That means they only are forbidden to work during the day. Aval balayla... Mutarim, they don't have to work at night. Vechen atam motze bimnude ubavel. And we find this similar practice by minude and avel. So you see what? That a minude also cannot work. So the Gemara says, My lava kulu must be when we're comparing the situation of the 13 fasts to the minude, we're comparing it to all the things over there, all the different things that they did. She'elat shalom, and, uh, and uh, not transacting, whatever we said in that Mishnah over there, we're saying like a minude. So everything's compared, therefore you see that minude cannot work. Lo, ash'ara, what's going on the other things? Which is for example, atifat arosh. Didn't we say above that after the 13th fast, they have to sit there uh, with their heads covered? Kimnudeh. Like a minudeh, the gabe atifatarosh, but not the gabe isur melacha. She's when that Mishnah was comparing the situation after the fast to a minudeh. It's not the gabe everything; it's only the gabe certain things that we have no idea that a minudeh is asur b'asiyat melacha. Tashema minudeh shoneh v'shonim lo. Here's a clear proof: minudeh he's able to teach and able to teach him. Niskar v'niskarim lo. We learned this blight above. He's able to hire himself out, and people can work for him. So what do you see from over here? He can't go to work. So minude is mutar basiat melacha. Mitzora ma'u basiat melacha tiku. Give me all these other tiku. Avel asur b'chitza. A mourner is forbidden to bathe, to wash. Because if you remember when Yoav was telling the Isha from Tikuah to go to David Amelech, one of the things to show that she's Avel, do not anoint yourself with oil. Now anointing yourself with oil is not bathing. So how do they learn from anointing yourself with oil to the law of bathing? Because Rechitza is included in Sikha. Where do you know that from? So she quotes a pasuk dichtiv, pasuk teilim. Vatavo kamayim bekirbo uchshemin baatzmotav. The pasuk compares kamayim bekirbo, the water that goes inside a person. It's referring to the water that really starts outside a person, but it gets absorbed in his body when a person bathes. So he puts the water outside, but it goes inside. So vatavo kamayim bekirbo uchshemin baatzmotav. That just like shemin, that's goes into the body when he anoints himself. So you see the Hitzah and Sikha are 
Similar. And therefore, Sikha's Asur, Itza's also going to be Asur. It just should be noted that Gemara in Yoma brought this Pasuk, but rejected this Pasuk. Because really, Batabok Kamayim becoming somebody drinking. Batabok Kamayim Bikirbo means the one that he drinks, not he bathes with. And therefore, the Gemara means a different Pasuk to show me that what? By Megillat Ruth, it says, Verahast Vesacht, Vesam Simnotayik. That when Ruth went to see Boaz, Naomi tells her, Verahast Vesacht. So you see that Isa and Sikha are compared. And therefore, bottom line, the Gemara is telling us that a mourner is asur from the Hitza. So the Gemara goes to the next question. Minudeh ma'u bil Hitza, Amar of Yosef Tashema. Kishamru asur bil Hitza. Now we're going back. When we said that in Ta'anit Sibur, on a Ta'anit Sibur, it's asur for the people to bathe. So the Gemara said in Ta'anit. Kishamru asur bil Hitza. When they said it's asur to do Hitza, lo amru ela kol gufo. That's only a full body bathing. Avad panavia davidagla butar. Manoid hands and his feet and his. And his uh, face is mutar. Similarly, we find these laws by menude and abel. My lava kulu must be going on all the laws. Which whatever applies to a tarit sibur applies to a menude, and, and therefore, just like bathing is asur by a tarit sibur, it's asur by a menude. Law ashara. Let's go under other things, which means that she says over here the other things. This is referring to. Ashara. And the other things that are asur, what are the other things? Uh, covering one's head, like we said above. Like on the Ta'ni Sibur, he also has to cover one's head. So what's the thing that's going to be asur? Ni'lat Sandal. Which means just like in the Ta'ni Sibur. We have to be forbid Ta'ni, we forbid the Ni'lat Sandal. So too on the Minudeh, he'll be asur bin But not to learn from there that he's asur bin Hitza. Now, Metzorah ma'u bin Okay, can a metzorah bathe? Tiku. Avel asu bin ilata sandal. Okay, how do we know a mourner is forbidden to wear leather shoes? Midakamali rahmanali haskel. What does the Prophet, what does God tell the Prophet Yaskel? Bena alcha tasim biraglecha. You have to wear leather shoes. Mikhlad de khulaal ma'asur. He was the exception. Not to everybody else was ba'abil is asur. Minudeh ma'u bin ilata sandal. What about a, somebody that's minudeh? Can he wear leather shoes? Amar of Yosef, Tashema, Kesha'amru Asur bin Inata Sandal. This is back to the case of Ta'rid Sibur. That which we said that what? That they're Asur to wear Ni'ilat Sibur. Ni'ilat Sibur. Ni'ilat Sandal. But Ta'rid Sibur. Lo amru ela ba'ir. That's only when they're traveling and they're walking in the city. Avat bederek. But when they're outside the city, mutar. Haket Sandal. What does that mean? When he goes out to the road, he's not, he has to walk on the road. He's not going to wear uh, 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 no shoes. So it says, Noel. But when he comes into the city, he has to take off his shoes. Again, we're talking about a Tanit Sibur over here, where there was no rains for a long time. So now we're there, they have a fast, and the fast is very severe. They cannot wear shoes. So that which we said they can't wear shoes only when they're in the city. But when they're traveling, outside they can. Similarly, we find the same laws by Minudeh. So what do we see over here? That Minudeh could also not wear shoes. Kabbalah says, My lava kulu. Must be going on all the laws. Law. 
Ashara, which means it's going on the other laws, which means not Ni'ilat Sandal. It's comparing it to the other things that are Asur on a Ta'ni Sibur. So I also Asur Minudeh, but not the law of Ni'ilat Sandal. Which means, over here, the way that those four learns, you could say like this. Over here is going on the Sha'arat, which means the comparison between Tarih Sibur and Nidu is the Hitza. I thought above we said uh, that the, the, you push that away. Now above we said Ashara is Neilat Sandal. Here we'll say that Ashara is the Hitza. So you have no compl- conclusive proof because anytime you try to bring it before one, I can always say that the comparison is to the other one. So Zil Kamil Hayhaga Zil Kamil Hayhaga, you can always say it's the other item of pushing off that we have no conclusive proof. I repeat again. What the Kabbalah said, uh, Tarit Sibur has a Suri Hitza. The Khiratam would say the Mirudeh. No, not about that. So about the other things. What? Nirat Sandal. Oh, good. I see Mirudeh says Nirat Sandal. Okay, good. Now I want to know what's the name of Mirudeh with Nirat Sandal. So I quote what says that Nirat Sandal is a super Tarit Sibur. The Khiratam would say Mirudeh. No, the Khiratam would say Mirudeh is not the one Nirat Sandal. So we're going to add So therefore I can keep on being Dokheh that it's about something else that we don't have a conclusive proof. That's what it was a fault. Understands. Mitzorah. Ma'o binat Sandal tiku. Okay, a mourner is forbidden to have relations. David Melech mourned his wife Batsheva after Batsheva lost her first child. So there was Avelut over there. And a person doesn't appease somebody that lost a child till after seven days. So therefore it says he, he consoled her. He consoled her. And then it says, He was with her. But then until that point, he was Asur. During the seven days of Avedut, Tashmish Amita is indeed Asur. What's the deal of Tashmish Amita? All the 40 years that the Jewish people were in the Midbar, they were considered excommunicated. Why? Because after they committed the uh, sin of the Miragelim, so Boreolam punished them and said, you're going to die. Anybody that's between 20 and 60 years old, you're going to die in the Midbar. So that was considered as if they were under excommunication. And we know that they had relations. Now how do you know? Which means, this is the first time the Gemara introduces us the Minudim of Dora Midbar. Weren't we asking all different type of questions? Is the Minudeh allowed to bathe? Mm. Did we have that question? Is Minudeh allowed to wear shoes? So how can we learn from Dora Midbar? Because you really have no proof. We don't know that they wear shoes in the Midbar. We don't know if they took showers in the Midbar. But for sure we know that the Shmish in the Midbar. Why? Tosfot says, Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have children. There was the next generation. There was there, 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 there was uh, there was perpetuation of the generation. Okay. So therefore, what do you see over here? That a minudeh is allowed to have tashmisha mita. Amar leabaye vedilma minudeh l'shamayim shani dekil. Maybe a minudeh l'shamayim is different because they were minudeh from shamayim. It's we're more lenient. We're more lenient with them. So the Gemara says kil. What do you mean? You tell me Minudel Shemaim is lenient? Ve'amart Hamur. This should tell me on the other daf that Minudel Shemaim is more stringent. Which means, when we learned above, the Gemara said, uh, the Gabbay, 
Legabe, the case of Atifat Arosh. Correct? We wanted to know that what's the law, what's the law by a minudeh, by Atifat Arosh. So the Gemara said, oh, Atifat Arosh? You see clearly it's Hayab Atifat Arosh. Because we saw that after the rain did not show up for many times, so we said they have to sit with their heads covered like a minudeh. So the Gemara said, oh, maybe minudeh, but the Shamaim is more stringent. Now you're coming on the opposite way. Now you're saying, Tashmish Amitah, well, they had Tashmish Amitah in the Midbar, they were Minudim. Oh, so you see, Tashmish Amitah is Asur. No, I'll tell you, maybe Minudel HaShavayim is more lenient. <laughs> so the Gemara says, make up your mind. Is Minudel HaShavayim more lenient, or is it more? Hamur. So the Gemara says, Safuke Mesafkele. Really, the Gemara says, is it more lenient or not? Zil HaKaka Madhayde, Zil HaKaka Madhayde. Which means, I can take either side, so I can always push you off. You want to bring a proof that what? Minudel HaShavayim from Minudel HaShavayim. I can say Minudel HaShavayim is more Hamur. You want to bring me a rayah that he's mutar b'tashmisha mitah from the door of Midbar, I can tell you no. Maybe Minudel HaShavim is more lenient. And therefore, I can always push you off. Now, there's a logic to what the Gemara is doing over here. Because I can tell you like this. Could be Minudel HaShavim is more lenient when it comes to inyanim that are connected to a mitzvah. Because when a Kadimah Rukhut putting the Indidu on a person, he's not going to mean a dam, so he cannot fulfill the mitzvot. And therefore, what's the mitzvah? Tashmisha mitzvah is a mitzvah. With his wife. So therefore, I'll say what? They have no raya. Could be when it's shamayim, the mitzvot still apply. Masha'ik and above, we were talking about atifat arosh. Atifat arosh, that already is not a uh, mitzvah. So I can tell you, when they make minudim as shamayim, he has to cover his head. Which means there, we're not going to be lenient uh, with you on that. That's not a mitzvah, therefore you, you're, you're bound to cover your head. So therefore I could always push you off and say, It's kal legabet tashmisha mitah. Therefore you can't learn to a regular minudeh. It's muhamur legabet tashmishamitah. Therefore you cannot learn it to a regular nidui. So therefore, the gemara pushes it off. Comes the gemara continues. Metzora. The Mitzora has to sit outside his tent. Clearly, the Mitzora is Asur B'Tashmisha Mitah, Ve'en Aholo Ela Ishto. When it says, Ve'yatsa Mechutz La'aholo, what does Aholo mean? His wife. Sh'nehema Lech Emon Hem Shumu Lachem La'olechem. Because from Moshe Rabbeinu, after the Torah was given, and the Jewish people had to be away from their wives for three days, because when Rukut tells Moshe, go tell them they can go back to their tents. What's their tents? Their wives. Shema Minna. Now if you remember, we learned in uh, previous Perakim, that for sure everybody agrees that this pasuk over here, when it says Ad Metzora is Asub Dashmisha Mitah, it's Soba Bime Sifuro, in the days that he's counting, which means in the Tahara days, which means after he's Metzora, there's seven days that he has to count before he becomes Tahor. There everybody agreed, Bime Sifuro, Tashmisha Mitah is forbidden. We had a Mahlokit, if you remember, Bime Haluto. When he was confirmed a mitzvah, that means bimet tum'ah, is he considered asub tashmish? One rabbi wanted to say kavahomer. If bimet tarato is asub tashmish, kavahomer bimet tumato. Other rabbi said no. The Torah clearly 
limited bimeh sefiro and not bimeh haluto. So clearly over here when the Gemara is discussing asumat tashmish, it's only discussing bimeh sefiro. It's not getting into the problem the machloket of bimeh haluto or not. Oh, but what did the Gemara say? That a mitzora is asur b'tashmish like a minudeh and avir. Oh, so we back to our question. You see, the minudeh is asur b'tashmish. V'nifshot namel minudeh. So Amar of Una, Beretra Pinhas, Meshemetra of Yosef, Mika Tani, She Asur, She Kim Nude Vichavel. Did it say that it's Asur exactly like a Minude? Bimile Acharanaita. It means it's compared to a Minude in other things, in other different, other type of laws. The Asur Name Betashmish Amita, which is there is a comparison between Mitzurah and Minude, in other laws, like we compare them above. Mashaikin, the Gabetashmish Amita, that's specifically by. Amit Surat, we have no proof. <coughs> Go to the next case. Avel, a mourner, Eno Mishalea Korbanotav. He cannot send his Korbanot. We know an Avel cannot bring a Korban. That goes without saying. He uh, cannot go to the Beit HaMikdash when he's Ba'avelu. The question is, can he send a Shaliyah to go be a Shaliyah for his Korbanot? So the Gibran says he cannot. The Tanya, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shalamim. Why do we call a Korban Shalamim Shalamim? Bizman Shehu Shalim. When a person is whole or complete, Velo Bizman Shehu Onin. Shalim means when he has peace of mind, when he's at ease with himself. But a person's an Onin, or for that matter an Avel, Onin, he just lost one of his uh, relatives. So that, you're not Shalim, you don't have peace of mind. And therefore, Shalamim is Manchu Shalim, but no is Manchu Onin. Meaning, for sure the Onin cannot bring a Korban. He cannot even send the Korban through a Shaliyah. Oh, Menudeh, Maushi Yishtach Korbanotah. What about a Menudeh? Can he send Korbanot? Amar of Yosef, Tashema, Korotan, Shalim, Shayu, Seba Midbar, Menudin, Ayu, Veshalchuk Korbanotahim. Yes. We know the Jewish people in the Midbar, 40 years. They brought Korbanot, they sent their Korbanot, you see, Menudeh can send Korbanot. Amar of Yosef, Tashema, Menudeh, Tashema, Shani, Dekil. I'll tell you, Menudeh, Tashema is more lenient. And what does it mean, like we just said? It's more lenient in the sense that when it comes to Inyanim Mitzvah, could be a Menudeh, Tashema, we'll let them bring Korbanot. We're discussing a Menudeh from Beddin. So the Korbanot, wait, Dekil? You tell me it's more lenient than the Shabbat. Ve'ah amad hamir. He told me on the Hamud Yishon that it's more hamur than the Shabbat. So he must have forgotten the Safkale. And therefore, it plays both sides. Sometimes we're going to treat it as more hamur, and sometimes we treat it more. Kind of depends what we're comparing it to. So we have no raya. Metzora ma'ushi shtakor benotav. Can a metzora send his korbanot? Tashema. Detanya ve'achare. Tahorato. Now again, this pasuk that we're quoting now is not talking about a mitzvah. This pasuk we're going to quote is talking about a summon that came in contact with tumat mit. But from tumat mit, we're going to learn tumat mitzvah. Now let's learn the pasuk. tahorato. After the person purifies himself, what does that mean? Purifies himself. Achar pirishato minamit. He's not pure. He just separated himself from the mit. So he's still Tameh, but Taratov means he separated himself from the Met. Shiva'at Yamim Yispirudo. He has to count seven days for his Tara. So Gabra says, Elu Zayin Yemeh Sefiro. This is the seven days of Sefira. Ubiyom Bo'o Ela Kodesh Ela Hasera Penimit Le Sharet Makodesh Yakriv Hatato. Now he has to go into the Kodesh and he'll bring his 
Korban Hatat. What is this referring to? Zu Asirin Shelo. Let's go slow. We have a law that she says on the... Let's, let's read it as she's in order. Let's start with Yispiru law. Adamut Sheni. Adamut Sheni. Le'ilmi neketi ve'ilmet adam lo yavo le'tameh. It's talking about a guy comes in contact with a mit. U'b'chohen nishta'e. Ah. We're talking about not any guy that came in contact with a mit. A kohen that came in contact with a mit. Ve'achare tahorato. Da'ainu mifrishato minamit. Mishiyifrosh minamit. Monim shiv'at yimea za'ato. He has to count seven days where they sprinkle him. With the paradu ma'am, the third and the seventh day. Shiv'at yimea ma'achirim yispiru. Lo medafke rachmana b'lashon sefira. Ve'no nakata za'a. Shiv'at shiv'at yimea sefiro. Im nitztara. Uh, so that she says, from the fact that the Pasuk says a language, where it says, Shiv'at Yamim, that he counts uh, seven days, right? Yispiru law, so that she says, uh, I read again, Right? Plus another seven days he has to count. Seven days of hazaah, of sprinkling. But that's that sefira, we're talking about a guy who's tamim mit, and he's also a mitzorah. So he's got to count the seven days for his sarah, to get that out of the way as well. Good. Ubiyom boom yom tarato, ketipi kohen gadon. The Kohen Gadol, now let's say, we're talking about the Kohen Gadol, got Tamir. Now he's finished. The Tarah stage is over. He captured his seven days. He's clean. Now he's got to go to the Beit HaMikdash. What does he do? He brings an Asiri Ta'ifa. That's a certain amount of flour. Why? Look at the top Rashi. Shemivi Kohen Idiot, Kishemehanchino Tod Avot Tehila. We have a law. The first day on the job of a Kohen Idiot, he has to bring a special inaugural minha. That's called Asri Ta'ifa. Kedikhtiv, Zeh Korban Aaron Ubanav Asher Ekrimu Lashem Beyom Himmashak Oto Asri Ta'ifa. Vamnina Ubanav Lerabot Asri Ta'ifa Shukhen Idiot Tehinuch. Benav Akrat De'el Kaya Ela Mitzvat Kohanim Ba'am Ahud Ekamar Yahaskel. So this Pasuk over here is just teaching you stand the laws of Kohanim. It's got nothing to do with really we said above. Stop. Chinuch Kohanim has to have Asita Efa. Continue Rashi. Alma, Shiloaya Yachod, Lakim Korbano, Asita Efa, Adshinitar, Mitumat, Met, Vuadim, Mitsurato. From the, from the uh, flow of the Pesukim. Right? When can he bring his Asita Efa? Only after his Tahor. Tahor from what? Tahor from his Tumat. From his Tumat Met, and from his Tumat Sarat. What is he Moher? That a Mitzorah cannot send his korbanot during the time of Mitzorah. The Gemara says, "Zo asita vajor be dever be yuda." The Bishon Omer, another pasuk, "Bebo'o yakriv." Simple explanation: "Bebo'o yakriv." When he can come in, he can bring a korban. When he can't come in, he can't bring a korban. Bizman shloi the biyah. When he can enter the Beit Hamikdash, shloi the kraba. That's a very simple interpretation. The last pasuk is easy. Which means the, the, the first pasuk is coming to tell me that what? I repeat the first dirasha. That what? When he had beyond boy like Kodesh, that's after he counted his seven days for Tumah. He can go into the Kodesh and stand with Tumah the Kohen. He can bring his Kasi Taifa inaugural Minha. But that's only after he got his Tahara. You see what? The Mitzorah cannot bring while he is... Tamir. Second interpretation, Pasuk, Bebo'o Yakrib. When he's allowed to come in himself, he can send through a Shaliyah. When he can't come in himself, he cannot even send through a Shaliyah. So therefore, Lama'aseh, a Mitzorah, cannot send his Qurbanot through a Shaliyah, nor can a Minudeh, 
But actually, a minudeh we don't know because minudeh we said the people in the midbar could be minudeh l'shemim is more kal, but minudeh regular could be more hamut. So therefore, we have a question mark by a minudeh. This law, but in Avel, we saw clearly cannot send his Korbanot even Al Yedeh Shaliyah. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen.